Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are in season seven, and we are carefully addressing some very serious issues. Today, we're going to discuss the pornography episode. If you haven't heard the What the Flock episode, please give it a listen. The information in that episode is necessary to fully benefit from this Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. In this episode, in the Music of Life Church podcast episode, we're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds a belief different than the one based in biblical doctrine. We're doing this in order to help you lead with love, both to those who have hurt others and those who have been hurt. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Sikowski. Hey, Joel, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Excited. What are your initial thoughts from the pornography episode? Yeah. Well, one, I love the dissolve answer. One of the things I'm learning about the dissolve response is that not only does it repair and fix the issue, but it also is the answer to having prevented it from ever happening. With that said, this episode and the episode of the What the Flock especially are great for men to listen to whether they have a pornography issue or not because of that dissolve answer right there. Because of that, really what we expanded on is going to be a benefit to all males, regardless if this is an issue in their life. We know that the the masculine and the dissolve response is for the man to take an emotional risk with a woman. Something I was also taught years ago that can help you immediately and can help you if you're in a context where you can't take an emotional risk with a woman. For instance, if you're you're feeling lustful or you're in a lustful situation and there's not a woman around to take an emotional risk with, to do the opposite, here's some things that I was taught that help. When dealing with the looking at a woman with lust, the answer was not to stop looking. I mean, how can you not look at a woman while you're driving or walking? And this, again, we saw was an attempt to stop doing something by not doing it. And we learned you have to do the opposite. Well, in a situation, how you can learn to adjust and do something different right now is I learned to look away and to look back in 10 minutes. Honestly, sometimes it only takes 10 seconds, especially if you're in your car driving. But looking away or looking at something else instead of lusting after a woman is something I can do. Now, the issue with men looking at women is never the first look. It's the second look or it's the lingering look. Right. Now, the purpose of the second or lingering look is to get one's imagination going, which we know Jesus declared as adultery if it results in the person imagining intercourse with the woman. Now, when I tell this to men or males, they'll say that, well, Joel, but after 10 minutes, the woman's probably gone. I agree. Inside, I'm thinking that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. But then I'll ask them the next time they look away, wait 10 minutes and ask themselves, 
what did I miss by looking away? Their answer when they come back to me is nothing. They miss nothing. But at the time, it appeared to be the most important thing in the world. That's how powerful the unconscious brain can be. Then I asked them how they felt when they looked away for 10 minutes. And the answer basically sounds like this. I felt different or I felt good because I didn't have to deal with the guilt I usually have when I look again or when I linger. Nice. Now, even if the woman is still in sight after 10 minutes, the individual's decision to look again now comes with understanding of the purpose of looking again and 10 minutes of not feeling guilty that they are choosing to give up. Also, when the man looks away, he tends to notice how ridiculous other men look as they stare at the woman. Oh, totally. <laughs> right. You know, totally. so you see the guy, see the these guys staring at beautiful women and and it's easy to think, you know, at one time it was the thought of, man, you look like an idiot. Now it's more to the effect of, man, I feel bad for you. Mm. You've like, I can clearly see you've wired your brain. Now, the same technique can be used with pornography that's put in front of you against your will, even if that's the case. However, people addicted to a pornography are choosing to view it. But again, and most importantly, the dissolve responses to take an emotional risk with a woman. I just really felt like it was a benefit to help the people in the Mulk podcast, the leaders listening to this. Here's a real quick way you can help every male dealing with this issue and dealing with looking twice. The looking twice issue is look the other way for 10 minutes. There's something you can do. Did you have any initial thoughts, Jonathan? Yeah. I mean, you basically, I, th th this is the answer with when you see those, those couples that, you know, the, the older couples that they, they will just stare at each other. Especially these older guys who are just in love with their wives you'll see them stare at her in a way that you don't see with a lot of other people. And they go, man, how are they still so in love with each other at this late age in their lives? There's not, there's not resentment. And I bet you that if you'd ask any of those guys, they have, they stare at their wives. Yeah. That's the person to stare at. You want to, you know, getting, if you are married and you are attracted to your wife and you want to grow that, that's the person to stare at. Yeah. That's the person to, you know, to eat across with and, and to have conversations and just look at them. Yeah. That's the, that's, and that's going to help you rewire your brain. Yeah. There's two movies I really like that reference this. One is called Wedding Crashers, and these guys are using emotional risks as a, they fake emotional risks in order to have sex with women. Yeah. So they go, oh, they have purple hearts, and they, we lost a lot of people out there, and they have all of these techniques that actually they use to manipulate women. And then another movie that I really like that is referencing taking emotional risks is at the end of the Lord of the Rings movies where all the four hobbits are together and they go through 
you know, all of this Mordor and fighting orcs and dying multiple times and all of these things. And yet they're back in the Shire and they're in the pub together. And one of the hobbits who's had a crush on this girl at the beginning of the movies finally goes up and talks to her and everyone's reaction. Everybody looks nervous. I can't believe he's talking to a woman. Right. Where it's like, like they dude, had you... just forgotten. They went on the most adventurous and dangerous journey of their entire lives. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like that this is scared the... them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That is the greatest risk. Yep. So, you know, we love I think we love those scenes in movies. Yeah. We go, wow. Why does that work? Why is Wedding Crashers believable? Why is that scene in Lord of the Rings so powerful? Because it speaks to. Man, these guys taking emotional risks is a very, very powerful and real thing. Yeah. So great. Thank you. Hey, Jonathan, can you give an overview of the damage done with this episode's topic? I'd love to. As I stated in the What the Flock episode, it's imperative that we strive to repeat back to the person what they believe to their satisfaction. This is where repair begins. It's with understanding the other person first. If agreement happens, if it happens, it happens after understanding takes place. So we are not in control of agreement. We're in control of understanding. And that understanding is what we are trying to focus on here. So an overview of both sides of the issue is on the strict side. Pornography is a serious sin. It's the same as committing adultery, which is breaking one of the Ten Commandments. And the loose side, pornography is up for interpretation. And God forgives our sins. All right, let me see if I can repeat that back to your satisfaction. Thank you for sharing that, Jonathan. Now, number one, big picture, what we're trying to do is understand each other. And our measure for that is when we can repeat back to one another what we believe to each other's satisfaction. I can repeat back to you what you believe to your satisfaction, and you can do the same to me. So that is that supersedes every topic we're covering this season. That mentality, that approach is the most important thing we're covering in any episode. Specific to the pornography episode, we see pornography is a sin. It's even breaking one of the 10 commandments as it is the same as adultery. That's the strict side. The other side of the damage the loose side is that pornography. Uh, we don't really know what it is. It's up for interpretation. If it's pornography to you, it's pornography to you. Regardless if it's sin or if it's not sin, God forgives you anyways. Is that to your satisfaction? Yes, it is. Now let's talk about dealing with people. How would you handle a person who holds a man-made belief about this topic or any belief outside of the truth? All right, so let's take a careful look. It definitely depends on what they believe about this topic. What I'm going to do is present some common perspectives and also a recommended response based on what we learned in the What the Flock episode. Now, big reminder, these responses we supply are meant to be done in response so we're not walking up to people and initiating our belief about 
pornography on to people who haven't asked for it. Nice. And also we're doing these responses in love in an effort of trying to understand the other person. So here's one. Number one, you need to stop watching porn. It's a sin. I could simply say to that person, thank you for caring. What should I do instead? Or what's your definition of porn? What's your definition of sin? Nice. Mm -hmm. Again, remember, it's always going to be a benefit to make sure we're on the same page as far as the key words we're using. Number two. Well, we aren't under the law anymore. I don't have to worry about the Ten Commandments. See, this is kind of a loose side perspective now, and the first one was kind of strict side. Well, if somebody says we're not under the law anymore, I'd say, are you saying that committing fornication or worshiping an image is okay? Sure, I'm just trying to understand if they mean that, okay, because we're not under the law anymore, it's okay to break the law. Number three, this one goes on the loose side again as well. God forgives sin. I'm forgiven. This person, I could simply say, I agree. However, help me understand what your responsibility is to your sin. Is there a certain way we're supposed to respond to our sin? And again, I could ask them, what is sin? What is forgiveness? Who is God? Keywords defined. Always a benefit. Number four, God created man and woman and we're supposed to enjoy sex. Again, I could say I agree. It's a great strategy. When you're interacting with somebody and you're actually trying to understand them, the focus isn't agreement, right? That's an end an end game goal that would be amazing, but it's something we're not in control of, so it's not our focus. But if you can find something in what they said that you do agree with, start there. Be like, yeah, I agree with you. God created man and woman and we're supposed to enjoy sex. Can you help me understand what your meaning for sex is? And what this can do not only help you understand them, but hopefully it'll help this person recognize if we're talking about pornography and we're equating that with sex, there's a contradiction there. And then fifth, this one on strict side again, pornography is addictive. It's going to ruin you and your family as well as fuel sex trafficking. Again, here, you could agree with everything they're saying. If you do, if you don't agree with it, just move past that recommendation. But you could ask, what is an addiction? And mm. again, how do I stop? What do I do instead? And what that is, is really getting to, you know, is this person just trying to humiliate me? Or do they actually have a strategy that can help? So those are the five common responses we've supplied and some recommended responses for you. All, again, in the light of trying to understand the other person and get to know them more and have a civil conversation. Very cool. Finally, can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is, Joel? Yeah, ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to take direction from God via grace in order to love them. Grace, 
and love are key to avoiding enabling and key to avoiding judging the other person with the hopes of winning them. And we even see winning them, whether they're a believer or an unbeliever, a believer winning them into edification, winning in that we both benefited from an edifying conversation, an unbeliever and winning them to bring them to the light of Christ. Now, the specific case of pornography, we want to prevent sinning through pornography, but the main strategy given by the world and even the church is a focus on either enabling it, which it's okay, we're sexual beings, or an effort to not watch porn. And that can look like just berating people and saying, don't, don't, don't. Neither are healthy options. Neither result in the issue going away. People who are married who watch porn are actually rewiring their brains to enjoy having sex with someone other than their spouse. All people who watch porn are rewiring their brains to enjoy having sex with someone who does not want to have sex, essentially rewiring their brains to rape. Now, we shared there are four responses to a pornography issue. Absolve is to ignore it, hope it'll go away. Resolve is to humiliate the person addicted to porn and even install computer software that prevents them from doing it or setting up accountability buddies, whatever you have. Hmm. The third is the solve. This is effort your way into not doing it or, you know, some program that reminds you you're an addict or telling your wives, putting the burden on your wife that if they would ha just have sex more or se have sex every day with their husband, it wouldn't be an issue. And this one might cause the most damage of all of them. And then the dissolve, the only one that works long-term is the one that deals with the intangible cause and not the physical act of a pornography addiction or the physical behavior. And it's focused on the intangible cause, which comes down to, in this case, about men being masculine. Pornography is the opposite because it's focused completely on the man and not what's in the best interest of other people. Hmm. So the masculine and the dissolve response is for the man to take an emotional risk with a woman. I love that. Thank you. Okay, Joel, I'm going to repeat back the ultimate answer to your satisfaction and listener. Feel free to pause the episode and repeat back to Joel the ultimate answer for yourself before moving on. Feel free to pause. Feel free to pause. Go ahead. Take your time. Okay. Welcome back. All right, Joel. Here's what I think the most important part to repeat back to you in all of this is. It's you know, the way to dissolve pornography is to focus on the intangible causes. Okay. Now, what are the intangible causes going on here? Well, I think it's uh, males learning what it means to be masculine. That is an intangible cause to put the benefit of others ahead of yourself. Who benefits from, from pornography? The, uh, well, technically no one, but the, right. the, the male short term is the only one who's getting any type of benefit. 
short-term benefit, long-term destruction. But he's going to feel guilt as time goes on. So it's not going to work. So he needs to learn what it means to be masculine, to put the benefit of others ahead of his own. And the real way to do that is for him to take an emotional risk with a woman, which is the biggest thrill that he's going to experience, which leads to the ultimate effect. So, hey, males out there, do you want to enjoy sex forever? As for as long as you're in this body when sex is a thing, what's the ultimate answer for these men out there? It's to, for them to learn how to take emotional risks with women, which is the biggest thrill to train their brains in a healthy fashion, how to use them. And when they do learn how to take an emotional risk with a woman and they feel that risk, if that woman is a woman that they can have sex with, they will always enjoy sex with her. How's that? That is incredible. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, I more more than satisfied, I can say. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's amazing. Well, thanks, Joel. This is that, honestly, I love I love this topic so much. I can't wait to see where we're going from here. Yeah, I think, you know, again, we have the dissolve answer. So it 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 transcends the topic itself and it actually becomes more about another like you want to talk about pornography? Yeah, because it really is another way for me to be able to talk about what it means to be a man. And which how is to love. a topic I yeah. love to talk about. Right? Absolutely. And how to love. You know, pornography is not loving. Pornography right. is not leading. And God is not going to lead you to watch porn. Yeah. So it's not going to be grace, love, and leadership. So it's not grace, love, and leadership, but how do we get to grace, love, and leadership in this topic? Well, that's the episode. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, man, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.